gaze at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. The game preview show, 49ers versus the Cleveland Browns. And in this uh, episode, we're going to get into all the key matchups, get into some wow, that's bold predictions, and of course, make a prediction for this game. Who's going to win this matchup of two fantastic defenses that are going to be going head-to-head? It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting into it because... Uh, the 49ers are on an absolute roll right now. They've won four, uh, five straight games, and they've been doing it in dominant fashion, defeating teams by a margin of victory of 19.9 points per game. Nearly 20 points a game difference between them and their opponents is pretty significant. You throw in the fact that the Cleveland Browns average 19 points a game on offense, means the 49ers are beating teams by more points than the Cleveland Browns score per game. That is pretty impactful and pretty exciting. And this team has been doing it on both sides of the football. And in fact, they've been doing it on special teams as well. The 49ers grayed out to be the number one team as far as DVOA in the entire league. And they're the only team that has all three parts of their team in that category of top 10. They are absolutely spectacular right now. And they're playing complimentary football with all three phases working together. And that's what you have to do if you want to be a championship team. We've seen it in the past from 49ers teams where all three levels have to compete. Bill Walsh once said after the the 1988 game where they played the Chicago Bears in the playoffs, he said he just knew their offense wasn't good enough to make them a team of destiny. And that's exactly what you have to have. Offense, defense, and special teams you're going to have to count on all players to be able to go in there and make a play for you when it's their time. That's what the 49ers are putting out there right now, a complete team effort and execution at the highest level. They're rolling right now, and I'm not even sure they've reached their apex of what they could be. So this game against the Cleveland Browns presents another test. They're going to play a defense that is very stingy against the run, very stingy against the pass, has two elite pass rushers that can get after you, and tremendous speed all along the defense. So it's going to be another tough test for Brock Purdy. But haven't we been saying that before? Dallas was a tough test, right? The Steelers were a tough test. And ever since then, he's just answered those and continued to excel at what he's doing. 49ers offense is absolutely humming right now. They've scored more points in the last two weeks than they had scored the other weeks. Uh, it was 30, 30, 30, then it's 35, then it's 42. So they're going to be tested, but can they rise to the challenge? We're going to talk in this episode about how they go about winning and what key matchups they have to win in this battle. So football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So this game is going to be an early kickoff time, and that's normally a problem for West Coast teams, but for whatever reason, the 49ers have this figured out. Now, there has been some problems playing in the uh, Midwest for the San Francisco 49ers through history, but the 49ers just traveled to Pittsburgh and handled them. In 2021, they defeated the Detroit Lions there. So maybe we're starting to get a turn at which the 49ers team has figured out what their struggles were playing in those areas where they were losing to the Bears and they were losing to the Lions. And it really didn't make sense why they were losing those football games. But now they're playing a complete style of football where all three phases work together, where you can tell there's a just a chemistry amongst all players. Offensive defenses, uh, special teams, cohesiveness, uh, cohesiveness with the coaching staff. It's really been fun to watch. So when I get into this matchup, I want to go through the key matchups, of course, and I want to talk about those and, and kind of take a broader look at some of the roster of the Cleveland Browns and how those matchups are going to play out. But in this one, it's it's really about doing things the right way. So the Cleveland Browns, being so great at defense, they only give up 71 yards on the ground per game. That's great. 49ers are actually a little bit better than that, but still, that is really good. And then as far as passing the football, it's tough sledding against them. They give up 125 yards through the air. Uh, so they are a tough defense just to be able to get yards against. So my key matchup for the 49ers offense this week doesn't relate to a certain player versus another player. No, it's about the 49ers offense staying on schedule. And what that means is first and second down success. So the Cleveland Browns just looking at them overall and talking about what we just did about their how good they are against the run in the past is very good. But how good they are on third down is pretty much ridiculous. They only give up first downs on third 22% of the time. So third down conversions are tough. And how do they do it? They limit you on first down. They limit you on second down and force you into third and longs where they can get after you and they can put pressure on your quarterback. Once they make you one-dimensional, that's when Cleveland really goes to work. Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, he's going to throw a lot of different looks at Brock Purdy and at Kyle Shanahan. He's going to put a lot of pressure on the offensive line to make sure they can pick up Miles Garrett. They can pick up Zadarius Smith. He's going to make it tough. He's got really fast linebackers that not only can blitz, but can run sideline to sideline. Wosu Karaboa, of course, he can fly. So the 49ers are going to have to make sure they have early down success. And it can't be one way. You can't just count on the run game on first and second and then go throw on third. You're going to have to go a little bit away from some of the things you normally do, switch up tendency to throw Jim Schwartz off. So I look for the 49ers to try to attack what Cleveland gets them, gives them. So Cleveland likes to bring the safety in the box and try to take away the run game on early downs and leave that one deep safety look. I think if you get that look in your Brock Purdy, you need to attack. You need to be able to throw the football. And we know Kyle Shanahan gives him that ability and freedom to do so. He's allowed to come up. He's allowed to check, you know, uh, can the play, move to the second play, and which, you know, can either be run or pass. And then he's also able, and this is one of the things that makes him as good as he is, that once the defense 
shows him something, it doesn't mean that is exactly what he's going to get uh, shown again after the snap happens, post-snap. But he's really quick to adjust and recognize what a defense is trying to do to him right before the snap. One thing that Kyle Shanahan does better than any coordinator in the league right now is first off get you into a defense you don't really want to be in because of matchups. He'll put you in your base personnel when he uses his 21 uh, personnel, which is two running backs and a tight end. And he'll get favorable matchups for Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel or George Kittle or Kyle Juszczyk that he can take advantage of. And then if you try to go small to be able to stop them in the passing game because those matchups don't work out for you where it's linebacker on a skill player and you bring in a safety, then what happens is he says, okay, we'll run in these sets. And then they outman you uh, with great blockers like Juszczyk and George Kittle. So it really is a pick-your-poison style of offense that Kyle Shanahan's employing. And part of the reason he can do it, not only can his players execute at a high level, but his quarterback can make sure the 49ers are in the proper play each time they come up. The motions, the shifts, those all help reveal coverage. They help reveal what the defense's intentions are and sometimes makes them come out of their pre-snap shell before they want to. They have to change early and go to what they were going to run post-snap because of the motions will reveal what they want to do. Safety will come up, safety will go back, and then Brock Purdy understands what he's really looking at. I think those types of things help him so much and identify what he wants to do and how he wants to execute. So that's going to be important. But being able to find that early down success is going to be pivotal in this game. If the 49ers offense can get to third down and it can be third and three or lower, they have a really good chance of converting. If it becomes third and five, third and more, uh, the 49ers might have some struggles. That's when the Cleveland Browns can get after you. That's when their aggressiveness will make you get rid of the football before you want. And then their cornerbacks and safeties will be able to drive on the football and put pressure on your receivers to make plays. It's not that the 49ers can't convert on third down. It's not that the 49ers you know, can't have success with their receivers in those matchups, even when Brock Purdy's being rushed or getting pressure put on him. But it's you're going to be a lot better if you have that early down success. Because when it comes down to 49ers offense this week, it's not just about scoring and scoring and scoring, but it's about also using the clock, making sure you have long possessions because that's going to wear down the Cleveland Browns defense as the game progresses. And if you get to the third quarter, if you're, you've got a lead in Cleveland and they have been on the field as much as, say, Dallas's defense was last week or you had 35 minutes on offense, that's how much time they had to spend on defense. You wear a team down. When you get to the third and fourth quarter, they can't stop your run. And then that's when you can really have some dynamic plays in the play-action game as well. Guys start selling out. They start ignoring assignments. They're just trying to make plays. They're a little tired, and you're a step ahead. So that's going to be something that's pivotal in this game. I talked about the third down conversion rate for the Browns being 22.6%. That's all they allow. 49ers convert uh, at a much higher rate at 48%. So that is something the 49ers can be efficient at. And why is it so important to have that early down success? Well, the Cleveland Browns don't really take away the football. So their stops come on third down. They get off the field by getting stops and making you punt the football away. So the 49ers know that as long as they take care of the football and they're able to move the sticks, they've got a really good chance of not just scoring on the Cleveland Browns, 
but pretty much dominating them because the ineffectiveness of the Cleveland Browns offense often puts the defense back on the field sooner than they would like. So the 49ers stay on schedule on early downs. Make sure you're picking up six or seven yards each time between first and second. If you get it all, great. If you stay ahead of schedule like you did against Arizona where you don't even face third downs, even better. So I think the 49ers are going to come out with that sort of mindset. We need to make sure we have early down success, limit penalties. Penalties will be drive killers against the Cleveland Browns. That's when you can get yourself into some trouble and they can start bringing some pressure to you. So limiting those mistakes and make sure you don't turn over the football. 49ers do a really good job of making sure they don't turn over the football. Only two turnovers this year, two fumbles. One on the strip sack, of course, for Brock Purdy by TJ Watt. And the other, uh, last week, Christian McCaffrey, the fumble at the one-yard line where he ran over Jordan Lewis and the ball came out. So uh, the 49ers take care of the football. Cleveland doesn't really get a lot of takeaways with only three, which is surprising considering how good their defense is. But also staying on schedule so you can convert on third down is going to be huge and pivotal in this game. And, of course, Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense just taking what's there. So the defense is going to give him something. And he just needs to make sure he takes it. And it doesn't matter if it's a five-yard gain or an eight-yard gain or three. It doesn't matter. Take what's there. Take what the defense gives you and let your playmakers do something with it. Single high safety, throw the ball. That means you've got eight in the box. Uh, two high safety, run the ball. It means you have an advantage in the run game. So I think those things are very important in this matchup for the 49ers on offense. And I think they can really execute against the Cleveland Browns defense and it could be a very big game and a kind of one of those games where the 49ers just keep rolling and put everyone on notice how good this offense really is. But let's talk defense. And stopping the Browns' run game is going to be the main part of this. Uh, the Browns' run game averages 143 yards per game. They do it in a couple of different ways. Now, we know they're missing Nick Chubb. That's a huge loss. Uh, for the Cleveland Browns. He is an absolute stud, a beast. He could do it all, whether that's running the football, catching the football. He is a monster, and he's tough to bring down. So that's a huge loss. They went out and they re-signed Kareem Hunt. And so now Kareem Hunt comes back to the Cleveland Browns, and he's had some time to re-acclimate to this offense. I expect Kareem Hunt to be a part of this uh, run game with Ford, uh, the guy who took over after um went down so they're going to have two guys there that can get something done on the ground the 49ers are going to have to make sure they take that away now with that being said the 49ers defense has been the second best defense against the run game in the entire nfl they only give up 64 yards a game they haven't given up a hundred yard rusher in 33 games it's ridiculous how good they are so the 49ers just need to go out there and make sure they execute their defensive game plan Need to make sure they fill the gaps and don't allow the Cleveland Browns to get a run game going. Because everything the Cleveland Browns do on offense is predicated off the run game. Kevin Stefanski's offense is built on play action, moving the pocket, running flood concepts, and then finding those open receivers, you know, Amari Cooper down the field or David Njoku in the intermediate area. So he they want to be able to find those receivers and they want to move the pocket no matter who's playing quarterback. They just want to make sure they can execute. Now, when it comes to the quarterback position, when it's Deshaun Watson, he's been sacked 12 times this year, which shows that the offensive line has had some struggles, which could also negate some of their effectiveness in the run game. 
So they've had injuries. They're probably going to have Ethan Postich at center. We'll see how that plans out, pans out. Uh, but there's going to be some, some opportunities for the 49ers defense to not just get in the backfield in pass downs, but also to stop the run. And that's going to be pivotal. You turn the Cleveland Browns into a singular model where they can't do both things, uh, but they are one-dimensional, you can really take advantage of them. You can get after the quarterback, and you can get a lot of sacks. When it was Deshaun Watson, he got sacked. When it was DTR, he got sacked. Both quarterbacks turned over the football, and P.J. Walker would be no different. So the 49ers need to make sure they get out there and get after the quarterback, but it starts with stopping the run. And why is that so pivotal? Well, because if you make a team one-dimensional like Cleveland, who only averages 172 yards through the air, which in today's NFL is not very good, you're going to be able to make plays. They're going to put balls in harm's way that you can come away with interceptions. They're going to make it difficult for their quarterback who uh, is going to get sacked because they just don't have the offensive line since they've had some injuries at the different positions. And the 49ers defensive line is really good. You insert Randy Gregory to the lineup, and next thing you know, you've got a veteran speed rusher from the outside opposite of Bosa that can the Cleveland Browns decide that they want to go ahead and single up. If they do single them up, it could be tough sledding for them. Now, Jedrick Wills is a good offensive tackle, and he'll be doing a pretty good job there. Uh, but, you know, with the injuries to Batonio and Ethan Posich, what are they going to look like on the inside? Are they going to be as effective as maybe they had been early on in the season. I'm not sure. And the problem is you've got Armstead, Hargrave, Kinlaw, and Givens who are absolutely rolling right now. That's right. Givens is playing really good, and Kinlaw's been playing like a beast. And they're not even the starters. So when you get through the rotation, you really have to deal with it. So if they are ineffective in the run game, then that's what's going to be hard. Now, I do expect the Cleveland Browns to come out and double-team at the point of attack in the run game, double-team each tackle try to get a push, get them into the linebackers and take advantage. That is a little bit of a weakness when it comes to the 49ers defense. 49ers defensive line is built to run. They're built for penetration. They're built to get down the line of scrimmage and make plays. They're not to built to take on double teams. Now, Eric Armstead is a good double team guy. He played five tech at Oregon. He knows how to two gap. This guy knows how to take on blockers. And Javon Hargrave has proven to be able to take on double teams as well. My worry is when it gets to Kenlaw and Givens. Number one, Givens. He's not as good at it. He needs to be able to penetrate. So he's going to have to get skinny. He's going to have to make sure he holds up against those double teams and doesn't allow push that get into Fred, Trey, and Oren Burks. He does that, 49ers will have success. With Kenlaw, it's all about height. Stay low, keep your pad level low, and make sure these guys can't get a push on you. If that happens, I think you're going to see the similar amount of yards you've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. 50, 60 yards total on the ground would be huge. I think that would, in that case, you would think 49ers have a really good chance to win. So that's what it's about in this matchup. It is about that effectiveness in stopping the run game because the 49ers only give up 64 yards. The Browns, 143 on the ground. And last week, Dallas Cowboys came in with an offense that averaged 141 yards a game on the ground. 49ers came in and absolutely stuffed them. Just over 50 yards. 49ers average on the season goes down. Dallas Cowboys take a huge hit. Other keys to the game that are going to be important. I mentioned time of possession earlier. 49ers can get it up to 35 again, right around there. 
That means that they're going to have the Cleveland Browns defense on the field too long. And that means the offense is having sustained success on third down and they're sustaining drives. And if that's the case, I got to believe that's leaning into a 49ers victory. Also, red zone effectiveness. So if you get into the red zone and you can score touchdowns, you can make it really difficult on Cleveland. I think if you get into a matchup where you're kicking field goals, you're trading field goals with Cleveland, that's when you might run a risk later on in the game of them potentially getting some sort of victory. Uh, but if you're doing what you did over the last two weeks or you haven't even kicked a field goal, you've scored all touchdowns, 11 touchdowns in a row, then you're going to be great. But a lot of that comes with red zone effectiveness, and it's tough to score on Cleveland in the red zone. So that's something the 49ers are going to have to do. But they're going to have all the weapons, right? Kittle's great in the red zone. Brandon Ayuk is great in the red zone. Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, pick your poison. We still haven't even got Jawan Jennings a touchdown yet. Called it last week. It didn't happen. Uh, but maybe we'll get a Jawan Jennings touchdown this week. So the 49ers definitely have the weapons, but you have to make sure you get it done on third down and in the red zone. Because the red zone touchdowns, you start scoring touchdowns and they're kicking field goals, they're not going to be able to catch up because your defense is too good. So both defenses are great. Team that scores more touchdowns wins. I think that's uh, easy math for anyone to figure out, right? So now we're going to get into uh, one of my favorite parts where we get into bold prediction. Here is the wow, that's bold prediction. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> It's got to be really bold. It's got to be, whoa. Uh, wow, that's bold predictions this week. Of course, you know, last week I, I did pretty well on my predictions. 49ers definitely made some plays. I said they were going to get three sacks. They got it done. Um, I you know I said there was going to be a, a turnover from the safety position. I got the guy wrong. I thought it was going to be Hufanga. It was Tashawn Gibson, so well done to him. On the offensive side of the ball, I hit on a couple of those, or I hit on one, missed on the Jawan Jennings one. Uh, but this week, you know, it's going back to it, trying to get these bold predictions correct. And the, one of the bold predictions that I think is going to happen this week, and I had predicted it a little early. So against Arizona, I had Brock Purdy throwing four touchdowns. It didn't happen. It happened against the Cowboys. Well, this week, I think it's going to be three. I think Brock Purdy is going to account for three, three touchdowns in this game. I think he's going to make it happen. And that's going to be a lot. If they get three touchdowns, it could be enough to win the football game. So I think Brock continues his hot streak. It was a steady diet of two touchdowns per game. Last week it was four. Now I think it's going to be three. And I think he's going to have a great game. And then I think Debo and Brandon Ayuk are both going to have touchdowns in this game. So Ayuk hasn't had a touchdown in a little while. Debo hasn't had a touchdown in a little while. And I think they both go off for touchdowns in this game. I think both of them are matchup issues against the Cleveland Browns. I know Denzel Ward is great, and he'll probably do a good job on them for the most part. Uh, but taking advantage of Newsome, uh, taking advantage of uh, Rodney McLeod in the slot, I think those are matchups that favor the 49ers and favor you know what they do uh, with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, the multiple looks that you can go about it. And so I think those are going to be something that happens this week. I also believe this one's free. Christian McCaffrey is going to continue his record of touchdowns, uh, consecutive touchdowns. It's at 14. I think it's going to get to 15. I think they're going to make a concerted effort to make sure Christian McCaffrey keeps this thing going for as long as possible. 
On the defensive side of the ball, I got the 49ers face, uh, forcing two turnovers. I think Cleveland just puts too many footballs in harm's way, and I think that's going to be a bugaboo for them in this matchup. I think at some point they're going to make some bonehead moves. Uh, they put five fumbles. They have five interceptions, of course. Deshaun Watson with only two interceptions. DTR with three. But still, you're going to put balls in harm's way, trying to get the ball to your playmakers, especially if the 49ers are able to limit that run game and put the onus on the quarterback to win from the pocket. That could be a real problem. So we'll see. Right now, Dre Greenlaw, the only starter on the back end that hasn't got an interception. Every single defensive back, Fred Warner and Oren Burks, all with interceptions. Trey Greenlaw, what's up, man? You got to come over the turnover in this matchup, and maybe he will. And then I think the Fourniers are going to do something great with their pass rush. So I've been watching Cleveland. They give up a lot of sacks. Their quarterbacks hold on to the football. And where we've seen a lot of teams have success limiting the effectiveness of the Fourniers pass rush by getting rid of the football quickly, that's not something Cleveland does. You take away the run game, and then you get after the quarterback on third and long. And I think that's going to provide a lot of opportunities for the 49ers pass rush. And I'm going big, and I'm going bold, and I'm going to say the 49ers get six stacks in this football game. I think they're going to get after it. They're going to put a lot of pressure on the Cleveland Browns quarterback. They're going to keep him in the pocket. And when that run game isn't uh, very effective, they're going to get after Kevin Stefanski's offense and take whoever the quarterback is completely out of this game by getting him on the ground consistently, making him want to rush throws and create those turnover opportunities. So I think it's going to be a big game for the defense, and that's part of the reason why I believe the 49ers are going to have a really, really good chance of getting a big win on the road in Cleveland on an early matchup because sometimes it's tough to win on the road in these early matchups, but I think the 49ers are ready for it. So let's run through some of the matchups you know, that I think are pivotal for this week, of course. Uh, if you want to go back and get the full breakdown, you can go back and watch the video. Uh, videos I did this week, you know, must-win matchups on defense, uh, matchups the Fourniers can exploit on offense. But I want to get just a quick rundown on them. Fred Andre versus Kareem Hunt. Uh, that stopping that run is going to be important. Edge defenders versus the jet sweep. So if you don't know, the Cleveland Browns will use Elijah Moore and they'll use uh, Marquise Goodwin to put pressure on edge defenders. And we know Kansas City, almost this time last year, uh, employed a similar method and took advantage of Bosa, Ebucom, and and uh, and the rest of the guys on the edge. So uh, that's something to watch. I've seen it on film. They run it with Elijah Moore. They run reverses and counters with Marquise Goodwin and Moore. So the, those edge defenders are going to have to make sure they do their job. You've got to stop Donovan Peoples-Jones. If you do that, then you can pay full attention to Amari Cooper, which he deserves. And Amari Cooper versus 49ers secondary players is a key matchup in this game. But I think Charverius Ward and Diablo Lenore can limit him because I think the pressure on the quarterback is going to be very significant in this game. And then, of course, pressure on the quarterback. And then Hufanga and Gibson versus Joku. Just keep doing what you're doing against the tight ends. Darren Waller, Tyler Higby, uh, Pat Fryermuth. They just they they've done nothing against the 49ers. Jake Ferguson had like two catches last week. 49ers have limited tight ends in a big way, and I think they continue that. On offense, we talked about Debo and Ayuk having big games in my wild that's bold predictions. That's because I got them going against Greg Newsome, uh Grant Delpit, Thornhill, and of course Rodney McLeod when he comes in as the third safety. A lot of times they'll put him in the slot, and he might be lined up against George Kittle. And that's a matchup I think George Kittle can take advantage of. So that was one of the 
offensive ones I think they can exploit. 49ers 21 personnel versus the Browns, which I went over extensively earlier. Brock versus single high safety looks. That's what it's going to be all year, guys. Two, you know, single high safety, Brock throwing the football and executing. Going to make teams really have to back off, and then the 49ers are going to take advantage of them in the run game. And then Shanahan versus the aggressive defense. I think that one's going to be interesting because he's only one, um, one of nine. Or I think he's lost eight times against Jim Schwartz and only won one. Uh, Schwartz has had his number. That was something that Jack Hammer put out. And the 49ers, you know, really have a different offense than what Kyle Shanahan had before. But he had that offense in Atlanta in 2016, and Schwartz and them limited them to 15 points. That was the only time they got held under 23. So uh, it looks like Jim Schwartz, of course, with Philadelphia for a long time, that is a matchup that Kyle has struggled with. Uh, but this is a time where the 49ers can overcome that. He has way different weapons. His offense is different. I think he can go out there and really get after them. And of course, now it's time for the game prediction. So it's time for me to predict who I believe is going to win this matchup. And, you know, it's one of those things you're going to get to a really great defense. And anytime you go against a great defense, you start thinking, hey, they're going to be able to limit the 49ers in some situations. So I kept thinking about this. Are the 49ers going to get to 30? Are they going to get to 30? And I believe that they are. I think the 49ers are going to get to 30 points. I think they're going to count on some Jake Moody field goals in this matchup to be able to get there. But the key is making sure you score and have no open frames. I think the 49ers are going to do a pretty good job of converting on third down because they're going to stay ahead of schedule. And I think the Cleveland Browns offensive struggles are what's going to help the 49ers score more points in this game. So I think the San Francisco 49ers defeat the Cleveland Browns 30-9. to uh, So I, I don't see the Cleveland Browns having effectiveness on offense, and I think that leads to a 49ers big win in this game. I, I wonder what all of you think. Do you think that is a correct score? What do you have the score being? Let me know in the comment section down below. Uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And um, if you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate that. Of course, if you have Patreon or you haven't had Patreon, go over to Patreon and sign up. You get all the film breakdowns of every single game this year. You can get the Ant Hill Show in its entirety. You can get the Ant and Classic Show in its entirety, new episode is up there and available. Lots of content over on Patreon. So make sure you do that. And then come back for the game reaction, the post-game show that's going to be available after the game. Come by. We'll have a fun conversation before we watch the afternoon games. Uh, hopefully the 49ers get a big victory, which I believe they can. And I think it'll be a lot of fun uh, for sure. Of course, this episode brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Hope you guys all have a good day. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Till then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers.